return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Now, you put it on right now, yeah, there, second. All right, amen. So we just want to welcome anybody else in the church family. I think this is on Levi's Facebook tonight, right? Yeah. So anybody in Levi's family, we bless you in Ghana, hallelujah, that might be watching. Thank you, Jesus. Levi, come on up here. Join me a second. Giving station's open, too, if you want to give, and the basket's in the back, all right? So uh, we are brothers. We are part of the same family. Hallelujah. And uh, we bless Levi's family and friends in Ghana and thankful for uh, Levi being here in Amen. Brookings, South Dakota. Amen. It's much cooler than Ghana, but... Uh, uh, it's, it's a good place to be. <laughs> and we thank God for you, Levi. Thanks, good to Father. have you here in the thank church you. and so thank forth. So let's welcome Levi right to see shares here tonight. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you for your presence with us tonight. Thank you. Today our hearts and our minds are open to receive the word. We receive your word with meekness, with faith. We receive it gladly, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence, for your presence tonight. We give you praise. We give you glory. Glory to God. We worship you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. First of all, I want to thank uh, Pastor Dave uh, and Pastor Jeannie for giving me the opportunity to speak tonight. Papa, I always love to sit down and have you speak. Uh, even though It's a great opportunity to give us, but we never get tired of listening to you. Hallelujah. Are you happy today? Amen. Jesus is worthy of all praise. Hallelujah. I just want to encourage you to remember to pray for the U.S., Pray for your country. Amen. You have a beautiful country. Yes, and, and don't forget to pray for the United States. Because a lot of the world is looking up to the U.S. Amen. And, and whatever happens here, yep. many people think that as long as it's happening in the U.S., it's acceptable everywhere. Uh-huh. Yep. So it tells you how um, of a great example the United States is yep. to the rest of the world. Yep. So we have to make sure that this country represents Jesus in every way. Hallelujah. So tonight, I want to be talking with you briefly on meditating and talking God's word. Hallelujah. You know, what I realize is that most Christians, we like, we like it when someone says, Oh, God is going to do it. God is going to do this for you. He's going to do it. My Lord is going to do it. You know, when we preach like that, people get so excited. But sometimes... We ignore what God has already done for us. You know. In fact, let me surprise you. God, God is not as, he's not doing much like you think. Because he's resting. 
And he's put us in charge. Amen. You're supposed to do something about your situation. You're supposed to do something about your nation. In fact, God put the responsibility on you to do something about your life, your circumstances, what is happening around you. Do you know how wrong it is for us to to be asking God to heal us? You're supposed to do something about it. You know, that's why many people get sick and they never get healed. Because we're praying the wrong kind of prayer. To keep us, God, heal him, heal him, Lord. We could fast and pray. God says, heal the sick. He puts the responsibility on us. So if we are not doing what God says to do, it takes a long time for the answer to come. For instance, imagine we need light. We we have to use light in this room. Imagine if I step into the room and I'm like, oh, I need light. We want light. Because someone put on the light. And I keep shouting that for a long time. Nothing is going to happen. But if I know where the switch is and I go and turn it on, we get light. And that's how it is with with God. God wants us to do his word. He wants us to put his word to work. You know, so that we can have the results that his word says we would have. Hallelujah. And one of the things that helps us to do God's word is when we meditate on the word of God. When we think through the word of God. That's what the Bible says. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. What mind was that? It was the mind of Christ. The mind of humility. You know, and let, let me just say this quickly. You know, in Africa, we have many ways of showing humility. For instance, if I have to talk to Pastor Dave. I, most times we, we bow like this. Thank you, sir. You know, ladies, we even some, for instance, my, my father was a chief in Ghana. You never talk to him standing. If you needed to talk to him, you have to go, you have to go on your knees to be able to talk to him. And that was a sign of respect. But this is what I want to say. Real humility is not about how you prostrate, you know, to greet people. Real humility it's your submission to the word of God. Amen. When God is looking at you, he's not just looking at your physical expression of your love for him. Even though that is important. Yeah. He's looking at the condition of your spirit. Yeah. Hallelujah. And so that's what he wants our hearts to be fixed on his word. Hallelujah. God wants our hearts to be settled on his word. Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. So let's read tonight from Acts chapter 20, verse 32. It says, And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. God's word is able to build you up. God's word has the ability to make you what it talks about. You know, we have to trust the word of God. We have to trust God's word to produce in us what he talks about. So God wants us to stay our minds on the word. We got to have the mind of the word. You know, it's being born again, giving your heart to Jesus. is just the beginning of your life as a Christian. But it's amazing that most Christians stop there. When the very day they came to Christ, that was all. They never took the time to learn the word of God. 
You see, God wants us to renew our minds. That's what he says in Romans chapter 12, verse 1. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the message of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. It's, verse 2 says, and be not conformed to this world. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may do what prove what's that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God expects you to do that. So imagine if someone is praying, oh God, renew my mind. If You can cry as many times as you want to. Nothing is going to change. Because he's asked you to renew your mind. And, and that's how I realize that that's the problem with many of us as God's people. Because what God is expecting us to do, we are asking him to do. For instance, do you know how wrong it is for us to be praying, Fill me, Lord. Fill me with your spirit, Lord. It's wrong praying. He puts the responsibility on you. He said, be filled with the spirit. But, I, I mean, we... Sometimes, even some of the songs that we sing, we need to change the songs we sing. Because some of them don't line up with the word. And God, listen, we can be crying about it. You know, we used to have an old song in Ghana. I don't know, what do you know? They said, draw me nearer, 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 bless the Lord. We need to stop singing it. Listen to the song. Draw me near to the to your precious bleeding side. What kind of? <laughs> Look, listen. Sometimes when I hear some, it's not every song I sing. I stopped singing many songs some some years ago because they don't line up with the word at all. No matter how nice it sounds, you see, God is not obliged. To listen to your emotions. Especially when your emotions are not in line with his word. God only responds to his word. God and his word are one. The word of God is the mind of God. The, the word of God is the ideas of God. Is the opinions of God. And God sees from the perspective of his word. He doesn't see outside his word. So if you're saying anything outside the word of God, it's, it's like it's the wrong code. You're hitting the wrong code. No wonder the Bible says when we pray according to his will, he hears us. So if you're saying anything outside the word, he's not hearing you. That's why it looks like most prayers are not answered. Because we're praying wrongly. For instance, Sometimes, I, I like something Deb said some days ago about sinantilambanomai. Um, it's, it's a Greek word that means that we're holding together with God against the adversary. And that's very important. Why am I saying this? Sometimes when we're praying for someone to be saved, we could be praying the wrong prayer. Imagine if your prayers are, oh God, save him. Oh well, Father, save him. Oh, save him. Listen, it's not God who is not saving him. God already made salvation available for him. God is more willing to save that fellow than, than you could ever pray to God for him to do something. Listen, he, God provided for the person's salvation before they came on the scene. So it's not God that is holding them from being saved. The scripture says, if our gospel be healed, 
is hated them who are lost. In, listen, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not the gospel. Yeah. So he tells us that it's Satan that is holding that fellow from salvation. Right. So the right prayer is that you break the power of the devil over that, that fellow's mind. Because it's Satan preventing them from getting the gospel. So the right kind of praying would be, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for this person. You mentioned the name, break the power, I break the power of Satan over their mind. In the name of Jesus. I declare that the light of the gospel is going to get to this fellow. When they hear the gospel, they will have faith for it. They will receive the gospel. The light of the gospel is getting, it getting through them. All barriers and blockages preventing them from, t- from receiving the gospel will break them in the name of Jesus. That's the right kind of praying. So we need to pray right to get the results that God's word says we would have. Hallelujah. Praise God. So Acts chapter, chapter um, 20 verse 32 says, And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance. So God's word can deliver an inheritance into your hands. Amen. Listen, I've, I've met a lot of people who, who pray they want to change in their lives. Oh, God, change my situation. Listen, that's the, the right way to, if you want your life to change, Embrace God's word. That is the fastest way to change your life. But you know, it's so easy that we ignore it. You know, sometimes we face some challenges and we think that this particular challenge for I need the super supernatural power of God. Listen, I need God. If, If God loves me, he must show up today. If God really loves me, he must say something to me. But the voice of God that you always need the voice of God that you're crying for is what his word has already said. Amen. If you will just go for the word, the situation will change. Amen. So go for the word. Amen. Go for God's word. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. But you know what? It doesn't sound so enticing for you to just go for the word, go for the word, go. It looks like, oh, I don't want to go for the word. I want God to just do something for me. <laughs> God has done all that he needed to do. No wonder Paul said, all that you require, for, for Peter said that, all that you require for life and godliness, he is given unto you. Everything. Listen, for years, it's a mystery to many people. I can't remember the last time I asked God for anything. It's a mystery to many people. What am I going to ask for? My prayers are for the salvation of souls all around the world. My prayers are for the advancement of the gospel. My prayers are for men to be saved. I have never, I, I can't remember any time that I've asked God for anything. If, if I need, if, if it's ever a need, I thank Him for it. Because He made, He made provision for my needs before I ever realized that I had a need. That's right. Listen, it, it matters the kind of mindset that you have. You've got to have the mindset of the word, the mentality of the word of God. You've got to think the word. You've got to talk Amen. the word. God only responds to his word. Not our emotions. Not our crying. No. He doesn't respond to our tears. 
He responds to our faith. And what is faith? Faith is the response of the human spirit to the word of God. Faith is acting on what God's word has said. If God's word says the joy of the Lord is my strength, I begin to think that way, I begin to act that way. If God's word says all things are required for life and godliness, he has given me, I, I wouldn't say I don't have. No, I have all things. Glory to God. I have everything that I require for life and godliness. I have it. Glory to God. Before, it, before I have a need, the supply is already available. No wonder Paul said, my God shall supply all your needs. Not some of it. According to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we need to think God's thoughts. Think the word of God. Think God's word. Talk God's word. Amen. Don't talk your feelings. And that's, that's the problem with, with God's people. We always talk how we feel. But God expects us to talk his word. Because the, the only reality, God's word is reality. That's the only reality that you have as a child of God. He says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Full of grace and reality. God's word is reality. So you've got to change the way you think. Until your mind is changed, your results will not change. Until you have the mentality of God's word, you will live as though you belong to this world. Jesus said you are in the world, but you are not of the world. He says you are born from above. Your origin is not from this world. Listen, I like it. I like how Americans are. They are proud of their country, which is very good. I like that. Everyone wants to come to the U.S., because this is the greatest, uh, there's this guy in Ghana that says America is heaven on earth. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And interestingly, that's what m- many people think. And I agree to a greater extent. But you are not an American. You are a Christian first. Amen. Yeah. Yes. The Bible says our citizenship is from heaven. Amen. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a heavenly citizen before I'm a Ghanaian. I'm a Christian first before I'm a Ghanaian. Listen, until you think like that, you will live an ordinary life. God wants us to think of our heavenly origin. And when you think like that, you will know how to handle things on earth. Hallelujah. I have many things to say, but I notice that I haven't even gone to where I'm supposed to go today. James chapter 1 verse 22 to 25. He says, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass, in a mirror. For he beholded himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer by a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. How do you want your life to be? He tells you how blessed you want to be. Do you know how wrong it is? Oh God, bless me, Lord. Bless me, Lord. It's wrong praying. 
He told you how to be blessed. He said, if you do the word, you will bless in every, you'll be blessed in everything you do. Oh boy. Sometimes it's, it's too hard to listen to some Christians because we ignore the word. And we keep, listen, the greatest problem I realize, we keep asking God for what we already have. You got it. We, we sing a lot of songs that I said we have to stop singing them. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quaint the test of my soul. It's wrong singing. The Holy Spirit came to your life. The Holy Spirit is, listen, he satisfies every thirst that you have. And you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. Jesus says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavenly burden, and I'll give you rest. And you came to Jesus years ago. Now you live in the rest of God. It is a song that a non-believer should be singing. Not us. It's like, and you know, a lot of Christians also pray Moses' prayer. Moses, oh Lord, if you don't go with me. I'm not going nowhere. Oh, Father. It, it doesn't matter how you change your voice. Nothing is going to happen. You're just being religious. That was Moses. <laughs> oh, dear Jesus. Listen, God has no choice not to go with you any longer. Because he lives inside of you. Everywhere you go, God goes. I've become the moving, living house of God. Amen. That's what Jesus said, a time is coming where the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. I don't need to go, there was a teaching about um, uh, going to your secret place to to pray, which is very important. I think it's a very good thing sometimes to isolate yourself to pray. But I I found that something really greater, that I can pray anyway. Amen. I can talk to God anywhere. Amen. I've become the living, moving tabernacle of God. Amen. He says, you are the temple. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Yep. You are the house of God. The day you realize that, it changes everything. Amen. I'm the moving house of God. I like something John G. Lake used to say several years ago. God is in this suit of clothes. And where this suit of clothes goes, God goes. So if, if you think like that, you, you think that you carry the presence of God. When people need to hear God, you tell them, I'm here. I came with God because he lives inside of me. Listen, I told you that we got to wake up as God's people and live the life that Jesus has given us. We are not those in need. I said that on Sunday. We live, we live in the rest of God. So we have to have the mentality of the word of God. We have to have the mind of God. Let's read from Joshua. I said I'm, I'm, I'm actually talking about meditating and talking the word of God. God's word has the power to produce in you what it talks about. Let's read from Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. It says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. That you may observe to do. 
according to all that is written therein. For then you, listen, listen to that. God told Joshua how to be successful. He told him, he told him how to prosper. He told him. He said, if you want to prosper, do this. He said, then you make your way what? Prosperous. And then you will have, I like, I like, I like the Amplified. The Amplified says that you will deal wisely in the affairs of life. You will deal wisely. You will know how to handle life. You know how to handle things. You will know how to act. You, you, listen, you have the father's, what I call the father's latest information. You will know what God wants you to do if you meditate on the word of God. I'm never confused. I'm not confused. I deal wisely in that first life. I know what to do. I know when to do what to do. Because I have the mind of Christ. No confusion for me. No darkness for me. In the name of Jesus. Thinking and meditating on God's word. God expects us to do it. This is not, listen, he's not going to do it for you. He puts the responsibility on you to do something about your mind. Listen, if you don't change the way you think, you can change where you live. You can't change your state and you can't change your ex-state. So think the word. Think the way God wants you to think. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's read from First um, Timothy. Timothy chapter 4 verse 15. Look at, look at Paul's admonition to Timothy. He says, meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. God, God wants your progress to be evident to people. Listen, no wonder Jesus said, you, you are the light of the world. A city that is set upon a hill cannot be hid. Cannot be hidden. Sometimes I combine King James English with, uh, with modern English. Hallelujah. Meditate on these things. Give yourself wholly to them that your profiting may appear to all. Your progress will be evident. You may, you're not, be, you're not trying to show it, but it will be evident because it says you are a city that is set upon a hill. Jesus said you can't be hidden. Wherever you go, the light of God will shine forth through you. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's read, read from Psalms 1, chapter, chapter 1, verse 1 and 3. And I'll read that from the, mess, uh, the Amplifier. It's a blessed, listen to that, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice, their plans and purposes, nor stands submissive and inactive in the part where sinners walk, nor sit down to relax and rest, where the scornful and the mockers gather. But his delight and desire are in the word of God. And on his word, the precepts and instructions, the teachings of God, he habitually meditates. Hallelujah. Ponders and studies by day and by night. And he shall be like a tree. Listen, he shall be like a tree. What do you want your life to be? He shall be like a tree firmly planted and tended by the streams of water and ready to bring forth its fruit in its season. Its leaf also shall not fade or wither. Amen. 
Look at that. And everything he does shall prosper and come to maturity. Hallelujah. Everything I do prospers. Listen, when you talk about it, this, this is not, this is not uh, positive speaking. This is word talking. Everything I do will prosper. Because I stay my mind on the word of God. Hallelujah. No wonder he says in Isaiah um, chapter, let's go to Isaiah chapter 23, uh, 26 verse 3. He says, you will guard him and keep him in perfect and constant peace. Whose mind, both his inclinations and his character is stayed on you. Because he commits himself to you, leans on you and hopes confidently in you. Hallelujah. So if you find out that you don't have peace in your heart, it tells you your, man, your mind is not staying on the word. If you are troubled in your spirit, if you realize that you are, you are not at peace in your heart, it tells you what you need to do. Stay your mind on the word. Put your mind on his promises, what the word of God has said concerning you. And you will be in perfect peace. Hallelujah. The, the word is shalom, shalom. That means peace with prosperity. Hallelujah. And I, I, let's read Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. And I'll read that from the message translation. It says, summing it all up, friends. I'll say you do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, novel, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious. The best, not the worst. The beautiful, not the ugly. Things to praise. Not things to curse. Hallelujah. So we got to think right. Think right. Think of you making progress. Think of you living in perfect health. Think of you living to please God. And your life will go in the direction of your thoughts. Hallelujah. Because Jesus said, it says in Proverbs, as a man thinks in his heart. So is he. So if you want to change your life, change the way you think. Stay your mind on God's word and you will live in constant, perpetual victory from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just lift up our hands and thank God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you praise tonight. Thank you. Thank you for teaching us your word. Thank you for your word that is dependable. Thank you that we can put our faith in it. Thank you for your word that is relevant even in these times, in our days. We give you praise, Heavenly Father. Oh, we worship you. Thank you. Thank you. Jesus said, you are cleansed through the words that I've spoken unto you. Thank you for your word that cleanses us. Thank you for your word that makes us whole. That heals us of every disease. Of every infirmity of the body. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you that your word makes us strong, strong in faith, strong in our physical bodies. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your word. We give you praise, Heavenly Father. We worship you. Thank you, Lord. 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 In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Papa.
God bless you. And thank you for coming tonight to listen to me. And have a good evening. Amen. 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 Yes, yes, amen, Levi. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife@brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., Also, Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.